Hey everyone, welcome to Games Are Fun. My name is Luke Armstrong and I am your host. Joining me this week is both Adam Beagle and Garrett Neely. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. Garrett, how about yourself? I'm doing awesome. Good to be back with you guys. Yeah, we yeah, definitely. I, like, we missed you on a couple episodes. I can't even last remember the last two episodes. Last yeah, it's been a while, yeah. yeah. Life life uh, you know, <laughs> finds its way to get in the way of things, so but yeah. I'm happy to be back here talking yeah. games with you life guys. Life finds a way, life gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, good to be back with all three of us uh, for another episode of the podcast. Um, as most of you listening to this know, if you're a regular listener, I guess, you'll realize that we did not release an episode last week. Um, that was kind of uh, not planned by any means. Uh, I came down with a cold like last Tuesday. And, um, so I kind of had to, I was kind of battling that and, um, I had, I've kind of had to self-isolate because of that. Uh, I don't think I got coronavirus or anything like that. I think it was just a cold, but you know, obviously, um, you never know with those things. So it's better to be safe than sorry, be responsible, stay home. Um, you know, I don't want to infect any other people in case I do have it. I, I feel fine now. I'm, pretty much back to normal, um, which is good. But uh, yeah, I, I've i been stuck at home here, kind of like you guys. Um, how have you guys been doing through this uh, quarantine period with everything going on? I'm, I'm going a little stir crazy, but it's all good. Um, my wife is pregnant and asthmatic, so she's kind of got a double whammy of high risk uh, things going on there so we uh we really got to be careful and, and just kind of stick to ourselves so mm-hmm. lots of, lots of good time to game though so yeah no kidding yeah how about you adam yeah i'm doing I, i'm doing pretty good with it um it's you know i'm kind of a homebody anyway so it's no big deal but mm-hmm. uh the wife and kid are definitely getting a little cabin fever <laughs> um and it hasn't been the best weather either so they haven't been able to spend a ton of time outside and both of us are working from home so we're like bouncing uh bouncing uh the kid back and forth while we're in like meetings and everything so it's been yeah been a little tough but uh not too bad that's good good to hear i'm glad that you guys are are safe and healthy because uh it's very crazy times out there as we all know like it seems like every day there's something new to report numbers are going up i know you guys in the united states right now it's it's crazy like um the amount of people in certain areas of of the country have been really affected and um yeah it's i just say you never know what to expect like it, it's it's a day-by-day kind of thing on how is this going to turn out is it going to start getting better is it start getting worse but i think we got a little bit <laughs> a little bit longer of a time with this uh this quarantine period so yeah uh, but yeah, for all those listeners who are stuck at home, sorry that we couldn't bring you video game news and stuff last week, but uh, we're back. Um, today's episode, we are going to catch you guys up on the Nintendo Direct Mini from last week. We haven't had a chance to talk about that yet, so we wanted to talk about it, even though it's a couple days old now. And then we're going to go into some Animal Crossing impressions. We wanted to do a, as we previously mentioned, we wanted to do a full-length episode devoted to animal crossing doing giving impressions doing a review and we still plan on doing that but this is going to be kind of just our impressions of it we've had the game since launch and so uh i actually checked today on our uh, 
online profiles through Nintendo uh, Nintendo Online or whatever it's called. And Adam Uh-oh. currently has the most hours logged into <laughs> Animal Crossing. He's at like 90 hours or something like Ooh. that. So... We obviously wanted to, to get you. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Me, I think Garrett, you're at like 35, and I'm at 30. So, um, okay. oh man, you guys need to step it up. Numbers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna be giving our impressions on that. Just brief impressions, and then uh, you can expect next week or the week after that to for that Animal Crossing review episode to drop. So you have that to look forward to. But yeah, that's what the episode's going to look like. We'll also talk about some other games that we've been playing besides Animal Crossing, although the bulk of it is is going to be Animal Crossing. Before we get to all that, a reminder that the podcast airs every Tuesday. Each week, Adam Garrett and myself discuss the biggest topics in in the video game industry and share opinions on new game releases. The show is available on all major podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, Just... Use your favorite podcast platform of choice. Search for Games Are Fun and we should show up on there. If you want to help support this podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you listen to the show on. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, maybe take a couple seconds to leave us a review. That really helps us um, in growing the show and uh, getting noticed by new listeners and everything like that. So thank you to everyone who already does that and who tunes in every single week to listen to the show. Some housekeeping. Congratulations to at the guy Bob Smith on Twitter for winning our game giveaway for a copy of Hollow Knight on Nintendo Switch. Um, thank you to everyone else who entered. We got a good turnout for people who entered this Twitter game giveaway. Um, much better than January and February. We're, we're growing how many people are entering, which is really good. It means uh, people are taking note that we're doing this. So we're going to continue doing this into April. We don't have any game to announce and when that giveaway is going to happen, but you can kind of expect to have that announced probably next, honestly, probably next week's episode, um, first week into April there, we'll have a announcement of what the next game giveaway is going to be. And yeah, we'll probably, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards doing Xbox again, because we did Xbox, then PlayStation 4, and then switch i think if we kind of go in that pattern that makes sense where you know maybe we'll switch it up if you know it's relevant but uh yeah so expect that and i think that's it for housekeeping um i guess i'll tease this a little bit we are looking at um we don't have anything official yet but we are looking at possibly uh introducing some face cams for garrett adam and myself and uploading the podcast onto youtube so if you guys want to watch us talk you can do that Uh, we may even look into live streaming the podcast over on twitch um you know while we're recording it and stuff like that those are all things that we're kind of taking little steps towards maybe doing and now that we're at home so much it's a little easier to kind of record the podcast and do that kind of stuff so uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted on that, but that's something that I did want to tease for for you listeners out there. All right, let's talk about this Nintendo Direct Mini that came literally out of nowhere. So last week, Nintendo just dropped. Did they even tweet out the day before that, that this was happening, or did it just? I don't drop? think so. Yeah, no, I didn't say anything. It like was it last Thursday or something like that. It just was like. 
Nintendo Direct mini presentation that dropped in the morning, and it was more than... I understand why they call it a mini, because some of the announcements were smaller in scale, I guess, but there was a, a lot of announcements out of this presentation. So we wanted to kind of go over some of these and give our opinions on some of them. So this is, I'm kind of using Games Radar, uh, Connor Sheridan as a source to kind of talk about what was announced during this Nintendo Mini Direct. So no part, I don't know if this is the order that they were announced in, but the first uh, one I can say was Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is coming to Nintendo Switch on May 29th, 2020. So very close. Have either of you guys played any Xenoblade games? Yeah, I played through all of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I played a little bit of Xeno Chronicles, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 when it came out. It re-released for the new 3DS. I picked it up and I played a little bit through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't I didn't beat it. Um, and it was it was okay. I think it was okay. after I had played X and I I think X is my favorite of the the group. Okay, interesting. How about you, Garrett? Yeah, I played a very brief amount of the first game on the Wii U, actually, when they uh, had the Wii games downloadable on there. Um, I don't know why I got away from it. I think it was just uh, one of those things where you're like, man, I want a new game, and then you buy it, and you play it for you know four or five hours, and then something else comes along. Um, you know how it goes, so... Um, it's one that I'm definitely interested in, and I think the graphics were a, a major problem with the first one, and probably right. part of the reason that I didn't stick with it as long as I wanted to. So, I'm actually pretty excited for this one. Yeah, I mean, I know nothing. You guys know that JRPGs like are my biggest blind spot in gaming, and so I've never, I I don't know anything about this franchise, but I know that it is pretty popular and. It's it's is it awesome that we're they're getting such a definitive edition on Switch because it's not just like I saw some posts on Twitter talking about like the amount, uh, amount of ports that were announced during this direct <laughs> and although this is a port like it's definitely an upgrade because I saw like side by side comparison of the original mm-hmm. compared yeah. to this and it's like holy crap this looks way better um, you know it's really refined. Um, they talked about re-recording some of the music um, the that's in the game. So that's like a huge, a huge, huge amount of work was put in. It wasn't just a port. So they're, you're basically getting a remastered version of this this game, which is pretty cool. So uh, do either of you guys think you will pick up this definitive edition of Xenoblade? I might at some point. I don't know that I'll get it right when it comes out, but um, we'll see. It, yeah. it looks really cool, and it's a that's I like to play RPGs handheld for the most part because it's like fun thing to do while you're just got Netflix on in the background or something. So it's perfect that it's coming to the Switch, and yeah, it's probably something I'll get before the year's end. Yeah, it's it's tempting. Um, I I did like what I played when I played on the the 3DS, but the uh, I just don't think the 3ds is is the right place to play a game of that scale because it is Mm -hmm. very very big very open uh in a lot of areas um almost to a fault 
um, you know, you get to one point, what is it, Guar Plains or whatever, where it's 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 almost too big. Like it's just it's a huge area. There's really not a whole lot going on in it, and that's kind of they give you a ton of side quests, and that's kind of about the the part where I fell off because I was trying to do all the side quests, and it was just a lot of back and forth. And I'm like, I just I, I made a little bit past that. I will say I did do some additional story because I got to a point where I'm like. I can't do all these side quests. Like I just, I'm going to mainline the story for a little bit. And, and I did. And then uh, I think I got to another place where it opened up and I fell into that same trap. And then, you know, kind of like Garrett said, something else comes along, got my attention and I just never, mm-hmm. uh, never got around to finishing. So it's tempting, but um, not one that I'm like, it's definitely not a day one for me. Adam, let me ask you real quick. Um, since you played more of this than I did, did they have British accents in the original game? <laughs> uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't remember that at all. When I saw this trailer, I was like, oh, <laughs> that it, it just kind of shocked me. But I guess I wasn't paying very close attention. So, okay. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because I, I had the same thought of just like, that was something I took note that they were British. I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that was a, a choice in this game. So that's exciting. Uh, that was a big announcement. Um, and then next we got some 2K games that were announced uh, that are coming over to Nintendo Switch. And so there's quite a few. We got the Bioshock, the collection, which includes Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite, um, which is already on other... Uh, basically, all these games are on other platforms, but they're coming to Switch for the first time. So there's Bioshock the Collection. There's Borderlands Legendary Collection, which includes Borderlands 1, 2, and the pre-sequel, I believe. And then um, XCOM 2 Collection, which includes the base game, the War of the Chosen expansion, and four DLC packs. Um, and sorry, uh Bioshock the collection also includes the the three games and their respective DLCs. So quite a bit of uh content there. Um to be honest, like personally, like if I'm going to play these types of games I and I own a PS4 or Xbox One, I would play them there. But it's kind of nice for the again, these people who maybe only have a Nintendo Switch and want to play these types of games can now play them on the go. I mean, it's cool that Borderlands or even Bioshock, like you can play these games now on the go. I guess that portability is the best part of the Switch. Um, do you guys have anything to add about any of these? Yeah, I'm with you. I probably won't pick any of these up if I was going to play them. I'd, I'd play them on a home, home dedicated console. But I mean, yeah, yeah. it's awesome if you want to play those games on the go or this is your only system that's these are three really solid titles and really solid collections actually Mm so yeah it's that's cool that's a cool announcement i'm gonna be the contrarian here and and say while i've i've already played through like these series what what was it again um bioshock uh borderlands what was the other one xcom two xcom okay yeah so i haven't played xcom uh, so, I mean, that's not one I would get, but I mean, for Borderlands and uh, Bioshock, like if I were in the market to want to play those again, like I would, I would absolutely pick those up on the Switch. Like they've been, um, you know, they were on older consoles. So we, we yeah. should imagine that the ports are going to be, you know, about as good as you would see um, replaying them on, on your, uh, your current consoles. So, I yeah. mean, why not get it on the Switch and, and uh, you know, play wherever you want. So I, I think that's really cool. I, I thought when I saw 
2K, they showed it in the little card. I'm like, oh, the Switch is going to get some sports mm-hmm. games now. And, and it turned out to be these franchises. I'm like, this is huge. Yeah. Like, I actually, I was really surprised by this. And um, I thought I thought it was a good move. And I think um, there's going to be a lot of people, you know, that, that want to get back into these games and, you know, mm-hmm. be like, I can play this wherever I want now. So that's next we cool. have Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 Black Order Shadow of Doom DLC. Uh, and that's out now. Um, uh, Adam, did you stick with Ultimate Alliance 3? Because I know you played it. No. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, is it? me and Steven played it together. He came over and we did some couch co-op. And, and we had some fun playing it. And then we got to... Uh, uh, when was it? I think that might have been for Game Awards. He came over and we were playing it mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. Game Awards gotcha. time. I think yeah. that was it. I can't remember. But... Um, and we had fun with it, but like I didn't make it far enough to where I could even access the DLC stuff. Right. And uh, we ha- like we haven't really had a time like that since where he came over and like we just play games. So like I haven't I haven't picked it up. So maybe like if he comes over in the future and is like, hey, let's play some Ultimate Alliance, like we can bust it out again. But I currently like it's a fun game, but I don't really have the urge to like hop back in. Yeah, that's that would fair. be a fun one if like we all four got it and we could get online and play mm-hmm. together. Um, and I don't know that that it's one that uh, is going to go on sale, being a Nintendo exclusive. Yeah, but, yeah that's if the there's thing. like a yeah. big sale or mm-hmm. something, and we could all pick up a copy, that would be really fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not I'm not planning on on going out for the DLC or anything like that. Yeah, I I got it what almost six months after it released, and I bought it used, and it still wasn't like a huge. <laughs> Uh, a, a huge uh, discount on the game. So, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it has that Nintendo price that seems to want to stick around for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have Shinsekai Into the Depths, which is a game that was previously available on Apple Arcade as an exclusive, but now it's on Nintendo Switch. It's actually out now. Uh, it launched right as that after that Direct. It's kind of like a underwater Metroidvania type of game. Um, kind of honestly, like being underwater in any video game freaks me out. <laughs> I get like scared of having to go underwater in video games. So that just sounds like a nightmare for me. Um, but it looks like a cool game. But uh, again, like this isn't the first time that I think a game that was previously like Apple Arcade exclusive that's now starting to come into other things. So some of those games that uh apple's been able to snake up it seems like we're seeing some you know launch on other platforms which is good if you don't have apple arcade i guess but uh kind of an interesting game it caught my eye but um didn't like wow me or anything uh animal crossing's new horizons update so this is in relation to easter coming up here so the event's actually starting in a couple days uh april 1st there's going to be a seasonal event where there is uh a bunny i don't know what his name is that's going to be visiting your island um there's like egg hunts um some crafting uh that obviously matches the season of easter and then they also mentioned uh, the update for earth day that's going to be later in april or beginning of may or something like that so cool that we've already got our you know animal crossing just launched um and we're already seeing the first kind of like seasonal event right away um are you guys happy that it's coming so soon 
Like, what does this do to you? Do you think it's just like fluff or is it cool? Do you think it's cool that Nintendo is making an effort to already set up these things so early after launch? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm cool Sorry, with I it. Sorry, I should have tossed it. it uh, so. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I, I'm cool with it. Like, you know, it. if anyone fell off of it after the first couple of days or whatever, which I find hard to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a good way to get people to come back in. Like it's a, it's an exciting thing. Like you get to come in for a timed event, do some cool things, get some cool stuff. And uh, yeah, like you said, like there's already two events announced and like, so they're, they're already starting with a good cadence of uh, events to bring to people with uh, unique things to go along with them. So the only thing I wish is that, uh, because you know the the game runs, uh, I can well I'll save that for our impressions. But um, no, I like I I like that they already are being so informative and mm. and in front of this game with with updates. And uh, I I just can't wait to see even more like what all they have in store. Yeah, and I'm glad that they are pushing out these like seasonal events as updates and didn't bake them into the game like they have in past games because. It keeps the time traveling people from, you know, going forward and, totally. and ruining all the events for everybody else. So yeah, <laughs> um, that's that's really the biggest takeaway I had was that it's it's a really cool idea for them to, to do it this way and, you know, kind of lock the content until everyone should be able to play it. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm excited for some of these future seasonal events like uh, the, they won't be till the late, but like once Halloween comes around or like Christmas, obviously. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. Two big ones that's just going to be so much fun seeing what they do to change change up the game and everything. But uh, yeah, this is like, hoping this is like Nintendo's games with service game and they, they really commit to it for the at least a year. Uh, it's one of those games that's designed perfectly because it, it has a real world clock and everything and um, they can do these kinds of things, um, update the game, you know, in different different in different periods and stuff so i yeah i'm really excited i uh i'm just pumped to honestly like go on the easter egg hunt and stuff like that like it's gonna be fun um even though it's not like super robust that this is like a dlc or anything like that it's cool that they're adding new things um and i think we're gonna continue to get that hopefully like maybe once a month or maybe maybe at the very least like once every couple months that would be really cool Next, we had an announcement trailer and launch trailer, I guess, for Good Job, um, which it's already out now. Basically, it's this, you it's like a puzzle type game where you basically are responsible for doing these jobs that you would see in a, a typical work environment, I guess, but um, you kind of do them in crazy, zany ways. Uh, I'm actually just going to turn this over to you, Adam, right now to talk a little bit more about this game because you actually picked it up and played it. So can you tell us a little bit about Good Job and how, how if you liked it or not? Yeah, uh, this was a game I, when I watched it in the direct, I'm like, I want this game. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I so I, I got it and I, I actually streamed it for a little bit over the weekend and I I really I really like it. Um like just uh I, I highly recommend it like everyone should get this game like if you like puzzle games if you like you know things like overcooked um you know mm -hmm. you'd probably like this game 
just, you know, you're basically a, a person coming into like an office building for your first day of work and you do like all sorts of like various office tasks. Like you, your, your IT, your, you need to set up a projector by getting it from one room to another. But in order to do that, you have to, uh, you know, set up like plug, take a, take a plug from one part of a room to another part to open the door. But then if you do that, you're setting up a, uh, you know, and you try and run the projector through it, like it's just going to shoot, like catapult the projector in the other direction. It's going to crash a bunch of stuff. And uh, um, so this game, when you when you do these different tasks, um, there's what four four levels per floor. And I want to say like six or seven floors. Um, so I'm like halfway through the second floor right now. And like, it's just, um, it, there's a lot of chaos involved, like a lot of things for you to wreck and destroy. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things like you can destroy the office and there's really not a lot of penalty for it. And like, you can get your objective done a lot quicker if you just smash everything. Um, and you can get a really good time. But when you get your score at the end of the, the level, you're going to get docked by uh, how many things you destroyed and the value of the things you destroyed. So that can lower your grade. So you might have an A in your time, but you might have a couple Ds or whatever for the your destruction thing that could bring your score down. So if you're a score focused person, um, you know you may have to play a little bit more tactically and kind of get through, um, you know, with a little bit more finesse than just destroying everything. But I mean, if you do, like, it's there's so much humor involved in it and destroying things and like, uh, you know, just making things work the way that you need um like just another kind of brief example here is there's four guys blocking a door and the only way to get by is to you you basically pick up a bench and you run the bench into them and it just makes them sit down on the bench <laughs> and then you bring them you know you move them to while they're on the bench to get them out of the way and i'm like i'm like that's great or uh you know, another part where there's a bunch of guys blocking a door. So you have to take like this roundabout way because you have to get through that hallway that they're blocking because they're trying to get into a bathroom and you got to take a back way around and then get into the bathroom from like another route. Like there's a hole in a wall and you mop up the floor. You take away the uh, the sign that says the, the bathroom's closed and then they come in and then the hallway's not blocked anymore. So there's like, there's just a lot of fun little quirky things in there. And, uh, I was playing solo, but there is multiplayer, um, which I think could be a lot of fun, especially if you have mm. someone that's, you know, trying to be a little bit more chaotic or you're trying mm. to work together, but it's just <laughs> not going the way that you want it to. And yeah, um, so there, there's a lot of fun to be had. And I, I imagine it only gets uh, more ridiculous as you go. The game had me laughing out loud like it. I was that's having awesome. a lot of fun just with me. So, yeah, definitely pick it and up. How much how much was it? Uh, it was 20 bucks. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's one that looked interesting to me, but I didn't know if it was something that I would really enjoy. It kind of kind of got the feeling like I would play it like I do Grand Theft Auto where I just like to create <laughs> chaos and not actually yeah. play the game. But yeah, for 20 bucks I might yeah. actually try that out. So. And it's tempting too because it is a lot of fun <laughs> to just destroy everything like, you know, you get people in office chairs and you just catapult them across the room and <laughs> take down some walls to get some collectibles. Like it's it's fun. Nice. Yeah, it was definitely, I'll say right now, like out of the entire direct, it was probably the one game that really stood out to me. There's always like, I feel like there's always at least 
Nintendo does a great job at like these directs and highlighting um, some smaller games and stuff. And there's always at least one that really sticks out to me. And this this was the game, the smaller game, I guess, in their announcements that made an impression on me. I too like went straight to the eShop and was like, should I buy it? It was like it's twenty five dollars Canadian, and <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know, like. I got Final Fantasy coming up. Like, am I really? And honestly, I on I probably will pick it up because I I could see like me and Meg having a, a blast. Like, we we play Overcooked, um, and we're quite good at cooperative games where you have to kind of work together and doing stuff. So I feel like it's a game that I I could get behind. And it's uh, surprisingly enough, it was it's actually published by Nintendo. So it's kind of cool seeing. There's a another game that released last year was that stretcher game i can't remember what it's called uh you guys know what i'm talking about it's like it's a cooperative game where basically it's kind of similar to overcooked that same kind of like working together to uh, you know accomplish a task and basically you play as these two like paramedics and you have to uh get people on stretchers and take them to the ambulance and stuff like that and you have to go through you have to do these puzzles to get through people and it has kind of like ragdoll mechanics in a certain sense like these people are like dead weight that you have to kind of like grab their arm and get their work Mm. together to try to get them on and it was this game that just came out and it was a smaller game but it was published by nintendo and there was not a lot of like you know press for it like i heard a couple people talk about it on a podcast but the point I'm trying to make is it's kind of cool that Nintendo seems to be publishing these really small, you know, indie games. Like first the Stretchers game and then um, this Good Job one. I think that's really cool because I, you know, Nintendo has that seal of approval. Um, so I hope they continue publishing smaller, smaller, smaller titles like this that just have that are of quality, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to look up. It's going to bug me if I don't look up what that game's called. Yeah, it's called <laughs> The Stretchers, and it's on Nintendo Switch. So I recommend checking out The Stretchers and Good Job if you're into those kinds of cooperative, crazy, all hell break loose kind of games. <laughs> all right, next we had Catherine Full Body Nintendo Switch announcements coming out July 7th, 2020. Um,. And it's, I think it's more than just the base game, right? Like, it has some sort of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like some the... new DLC that was launched for it mm-hmm. um, on, I, I think, PS4. And I don't know if it was ever on Xbox or not, but it I basically it added in, like, a third, like, love interest, um, it, oh, okay. I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they, they're including that DLC as well in the game. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, I've got the 360 version, and I played it for oh, a little okay. bit, but I don't really understand it, to be <laughs> honest. It kind of lost Yeah. Me. Like, the story mm-hmm. made sense, yeah, or kind of, but yes. the, the gameplay is very different, so I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a classic Atlas game where they do just a phenomenal job in the storytelling and the character development, where it's like, uh, think like Persona, right? Like, yeah. you have your, your dungeons, which are fun and all, but then you have, like, the personal mechanics outside the dungeons, which are always just a blast to uh to do and this game kind of has that as well um but yeah i I reached a point where i was just having a really hard time with the puzzles and i'm like Mm -hmm. i it may i felt so dumb 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I really like the story, but I just can't with with the gameplay on this. So I I ended up putting it down. Yeah, it's the same exact thing that happened to me. I don't I don't like to feel dumb when I'm playing a game unless it's like just one <laughs> little thing, and then I'm like, oh, I got it. But yeah. it was like. If I can't do this level, I'm not going to be able to do the next one or the next one or the next one. So, yeah, I ended up putting it down as well. Ring Fit Adventure Rhythm Mode update. So Ring Fit uh, got a new update that includes a rhythm mode. So it's kind of like working out to uh, songs, um, including some songs from Super Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, uh Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is kind of cool. So it's, I mean, it's a great time. I'm seeing uh, a lot since like when Ring Fit first launched, I saw some people trying it out and they actually had really good things to say about it. And then mm-hmm. it kind of died off like normal. But uh, since people are stuck at home right now, Ring Fit has kind of had, I've seen it more on Twitter and, and stuff like that. So good timing on Nintendo to update this when <laughs> I think a lot more people are, are using it, right? Um, to kind of stay active while they're they're stuck at home. Um, so that's cool. King's Bounty 2 reveal trailer. Uh, so this is a the 1990 tactical RPG that inspired games like the Heroes of Might and Magic series gets its own modern follow-up. You'll lead your armies through massive battles while interacting with friends and rivals whose personalities are shaped by your choices. Then we got Super Smash Brothers Ultimate giving an update on their first, uh, I guess, Fighter Pass Volume 2 fighter. Um, they kind of announced it, but then kind of didn't. So they basically said that <laughs> a character from the ARMS franchise is going to be making their way into Super Smash Brothers as the first Fighters Pass Volume 2 fighter. Uh, so they didn't say which specific character it was from the game but they did say it is coming from arms uh, this is obviously a point i want to talk about with you guys how do you feel about this i know that a lot i think all of us here have been into smash brothers but we we don't play it like super regularly what how do you guys feel about this being announced as a one of the dlc characters it's here here go ahead okay yeah, it looks cool. I mean, I, I'm interested to see how they get around the the fact that the arms are super stretchy. Because I mean, mm-hmm. if it's like I imagine, you could just sit on one end of the map and just, <laughs> just throw OP, blows from just you know, hitting yeah. People. <laughs> so um, it's, I'm more um, just kind of interested to see how it's gonna work than I mm-hmm. am actually to to play it. But um, yeah, it seems cool. I mean, uh, arms seems like a series that they put out and then just you know, released DLC for like six months and then never talked about again. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad to see it getting, getting some more love and hopefully this means they're going to continue on with that series. And, and uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how it's going to work out. It's, it's going to be a, a little bit different kind of a character, I think. Totally. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I think it's a good idea. I really liked, I, I actually, I might be one of the few that actually bought arms when it launched and really liked it. Um, yeah, it didn't have a ton of staying power. Like it, it kind of came and went, um, and it sort of benefited by the fact that there wasn't a ton out on the Switch at the time because it was mm-hmm. it was the year that the Switch launched that it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really liked it. I think they did a really good job. The characters were fantastic, um, and 
I I had a lot of fun and then yeah it was kind of disappointing to see that it just kind of fell off the map for a while and and it was I think something that makes sense to add to Smash um I I think it's good that there's going to be some representation from that franchise in Smash um as far as kind of getting around the stretchy arms things um in in arms there is um the potential for your arm to kind of as you throw it out you know you're gonna you're going to land a punch that it can be blocked and not to to the ground and it kind of makes that arm limp for a little bit Hmm. um so i imagine that there's going to be a lot of cases where if you know they they may have that range advantage but i imagine there's going to be cases where you can um kind of disable them for a moment and Hmm. leave them open to attack so i think they're going to use that to uh um to really leverage or to really balance things out but I think it's great. I, I can't wait to see they pick. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's good that even though they didn't announce who it was, they kind of set the expectation um, yeah. so that when they do announce it, people know that it's coming. And then this way they don't get, you know, maybe disappointed because it's not someone else that they really wanted. So I think I think they, they did just kind of what they needed to there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really solid point about, you know, making sure that expectations are, are put in place. Cause we saw with the last fighter with Byleth from fire <laughs> emblem, right. not, not super well received, yep. I guess. And I think that's because people yeah. expected, Oh, this is the last one that they're going to announce. This is going to be a big one. This is going to be, and then it was like, Oh, another fire emblem character. So now at least with this, when it comes out, it'll be like a nice cool addition, but uh, they've had the time to kind of, you know, to, to tailor their expectations and yeah i i think it's a natural fit i kind of like expected arms to i don't i know that the like you said it kind of fell off after launch um but from what i've heard like a lot of people liked arms and um when it first came out and yeah i'm glad that nintendo is still kind of trying to hold hold on to that and because I, I feel like it could have a resurgence by just bringing it into smash brothers and you know, even mm-hmm. even though the character probably won't, you know, perform the same way that they do in ARMS, you know, just giving someone a taste that might, you know, bring this franchise back up and, you know, people are, are wanting to check it out for themselves. And who knows, maybe they could do more with that IP. So uh, actually, Switch Online members can also play ARMS for free from March 26th till April 6th. So you have a, a couple days left if you wanted to check out ARMS um, for yourself. But yeah, the the fighter isn't going to be announced until the summer, I believe. Uh, yeah, it says June 2020 here. So uh, we have a little bit to wait. I did see some speculation too that maybe this announcement... That uh, maybe this announcement is going to be used in kind of in tandem with the announcement of an ARMS 2. Yeah, so that's a possibility. Maybe that's a thing. I mean, yeah, Arms came out in 2017, so right. I'm pretty sure if it came mm-hmm. out around launch, that would make sense. So yeah, that's like a decent amount of time for a sequel. And if they, yeah, that's a good good speculation, I guess. Uh, Bravely Default 2. We got a look into that game. Obviously, it was previously announced at. I don't even remember what the game awards or like a previous direct mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I think it was game awards. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, we just got more of a look at some of the characters in the, 
the next chapter here. Um, and then there's a demo that launched. Now, Adam, I know you checked out the demo and I am going to save your impressions mm -hmm. for when we talk about what games we've been playing. So we can talk a little bit more about Bravely Default 2 then. Um, Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics. Uh, this game basically has 51 just classic games like Backgammon, uh, Checkers, Chinese Checkers, uh, you name it. Like it's on there. There's 51 games that... Honestly, the trailer was great. I thought I was like, "Holy crap!" There's, was. there's, mm -hmm. you, you hear 51 games. It's like, "Well, that's a lot of games." But then they announce every game that was in there, and it was like there were some weird ones that you wouldn't expect, like air hockey or like foosball table, or uh, there was like a fishing game, um, bowling, bowling. Like it was just like basically <laughs> like uh, what was the like we not Wii Sports. Well, a little bit of Wii Sports and the Wii Play, I think it was, where it was more like, mm -hmm. yeah. So the, it, it's it's honestly, it's uh, they did a great job at making me like, hey, I would totally pick that up um, just to have it, you know. To be honest, this is the game that got me the most excited. <laughs> direct. I know that nice. sounds crazy, but no, the, you're right. No, that it looked really was, good. Was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So. I'm quite um, interested. Yeah, I used to play backgammon with my dad when I was a kid, and I haven't played it in forever. I don't remember how to play it, and I've been thinking about it off and on for like two or three years now. Like, man, I really need to learn how to play backgammon again, and so I think this is going to be the way that I that I do it. There you go. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I It supports uh, local play as well as online play, so you've got a lot of options there. Um, so that's coming out June 5th. Uh, Ninja... Ninjala, I believe, is how that's pronounced. Uh, this is a new mm -hmm. game coming out May 27th. It's going to be a free-to-play. It's basically like this online kind of combat, yeah, combat game. Um, it looks a lot like Splatoon, to be honest. It has a very similar art style to Splatoon is kind of how I saw it. Um, and it's uh yeah it's gonna be a free to play there's not really much else to say it's just like it's a brand new game um it's gonna be free to play it's coming out in may so honestly if it's piqued your interest at all it's free so you're gonna be able to check it out so kind of neat my take on that is that it's uh splatoon meets bleeding edge yeah, yeah. honestly like that's kind of a good comparison because it looks like splatoon <laughs> yeah, but it melee splatoon yeah melee yeah. combat so um, who knows? Could be a hit. Uh, it looks it looks pretty like well polished, but um, a very distinct kind of art style. So I don't think it's going to be like everybody's cup of tea. But who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm not really like I. I liked the Bleeding Edge beta, and here we are. The game's out, and I have could care less about wanting to play it right now. So it's like <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about melee combat like online games. Yeah, um, they're just kind of a weird pace for me. Then we got a couple of Star Wars games. So first, Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy is coming to Nintendo Switch. Obviously, a older game that's been ported over. That's available right now. And then Star Wars Episode One Racer is coming soon. So this is actually um, a lot of people like this game. I didn't own it on my Nintendo sixty four, but I remember like going to like a McDonald's. And when McDonald's had like Nintendo 64s, like the game room set up, mm -hmm. like in the, like where the play and like 
playing this game and being like a kid and just being like, holy crap, this is awesome. Because pod racing is the coolest part of the prequels. And Mm -hmm. so I, what I wasn't (laughs) sure is this like, just, this is just like a, a, a port of this game onto switch. Is that what it is? Or is this like a remaster or something like that? It says refreshed version. So if, Oh yeah, right. What I think is it's just a port with probably better better graphics. Yeah. It would be (laughs) I'm I'm trying trying not to laugh with the comments about pod racing. (laughs) Yeah, the best part of the prequels. Well there's not up there. I I like the pod racing because you have to remember, Adam, I'm like a generation below you, so you have to remember I was a kid when the prequels came out. Yeah. And so they they are this they're silly, but they're like they're fun to watch. I, I liked it as a kid. So um there's not really that much great about the prequel, so at least let's add this brand new thing in that is is crazy. So laugh laugh if you and will, but never mention it I, again. No. <laughs> I just had to uh, had to laugh because I'm thinking like I had to really think about it for a second. I'm like, is this one of like Luke's kind of, you know, say, saying something's game of the year that's clearly like yeah. a game nobody cares about. Like one of those things or is it, or is it is sarcasm? I just really think that's the best part. <laughs> and then it dawned on me, like he probably thinks it's really the best part. And I just, I couldn't it's, hold it. I don't, I in all honesty, it's, it's not the best part of the prequels, but I don't find them like to be bad. I think there's way more to complain about uh, than pod racing, but I understand why people... <laughs> uh why that opinion like the opinion that it's ridiculous stands because i i just watched obviously the new ones or the all the star wars in preparation for and it's so silly yeah like it's ridiculous but i mean um as a kid i remember thinking pod racing was really cool so i still hold that opinion (laughs) oh yeah i mean I, I i will say just to throw this out there it's that uh duel of the fates the darth maul fight is one of the greatest star wars moments in the entire yeah. franchise in my opinion mm-hmm. yep me too have y'all played jedi academy before i have I not. not it's a great game i would highly recommend it um it looks good it's not it's no longer canon it's you know it came out in like 2003 or something so uh none of it actually matters but it's really fun <laughs> i played it on the original xbox it was a game that i played online before halo 2 came out um so it, we actually formed our Halo 2 clan in Jedi Academy before Halo 2 came out. So it's, it holds nice. a special place in my heart. And the fact that this one does now include online play, again, yeah. I, I might actually have to pick this up at some point. So, Panzer Dragoon Remake is coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, it says release day out now. Um, I didn't realize it. Yeah, I think it launched day of. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's a remake of the 1995 Sega Saturn Classic. Um, I know of the series. I've never really played the games. They're more of a like a light gun shooter, right? Like you're kind of moving around and then they're kind of just... like yeah, they're kind of like Star Fox. You're, you're yeah. flying on rails and shooting. Yeah. Um, Trials of mana april 24th uh full remake of the snes version we already knew about this game though right that it it, it had been announced but now we got a release date last year yeah um so there's that 
Pokemon Sword and Shield Expansion Pass. Um, so that's going to be coming. The first one is going to be... Uh, what, which one is it? I can't remember what it's called here. Do, do, do. Isle of Armor um, is the first one going to be dropping by the end of June. Um, so they kind of showed off some stuff with that. I mean, I, uh, I don't think we need to go into great detail here. I'm sure... Uh, they didn't really give a lot of new information (laughs) yeah yeah it was just like here's like a new i don't even know if the legendary legendary cub food to clear one of two towers and power it up along the way but there's still more just before yeah it wasn't like a ton of information it was just like hey this is still happening like keeping people on their toes i think to not forget about it uh, then there was just like a, you know, one of those montages of a bunch of other games coming. So we'll just do these real quick. Uh, Fuser, Autumn 2020, Elder Scrolls, Blades, Spring 2020, Warhammer 40,000, Mechanicus, May 2020, Vigor, Closed Beta, April 9th, Burnout Paradise Remastered 2020, Saints Row 4, Reelected March 27th, The Legend of Heroes, Trials of Cold Steel 3, June 30th, Mr. Driller, Drill Land, uh, June 25th, and Minecraft Dungeons, Spring 2020. All right, so in summary, uh, we need to move on and talk about Animal Crossing here. So uh, just briefly, I would like to hear what your guys' opinions were of this direct overall. Uh, so let's start with you, Garrett. What, how did you feel about the direct? Um, overall, I thought it was just kind of okay. Um only a couple things really got me hyped, which we have already talked about. Um, but, you know, everyone's been foaming at the mouth for a direct. And so this was definitely yeah. better than than the alternative, which is nothing. So um, it was just nice to hear about a couple new things coming. And, yeah, it was, it was a good one. And I, I commend them for putting mini on it. Because, like you said, I, if it would have just been, like, Nintendo Direct and this is what it was, people would have rioted. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, I think there was a little bit of something for everybody. And, um if you if you're gonna complain about that, then I don't know. Yeah, there's there's no complaints to be had from this guy. So yeah, for sure. How about you, Adam? I I thought it was a banger. I thought they did a really good job. Um, it, there was a lot of really yeah, it was a lot of ports, but it was a lot of really good ports. Some high profile stuff. Um, you mentioned in the montage, uh, Burnout Paradise, fantastic game. Can't recommend that game enough. The fact that it's being on switch now is great um there's a lot of out now sort of things in there so a lot of uh, shadow Mm -hmm. drops along with the shadow drop direct and uh yeah having mini in the title is a great way to i think set expectations right off the bat because it wasn't all about their big first party titles coming out they're going to save that for later um so it was a good way to just kind of set expectations going in that we're not going to see the Metroids or the yeah. Breath of the Wild 2s and, and stuff like that. So good branding on their part. Um, it just goes to show even even a mini from Nintendo is better than uh, Sony's best attempt at a state of play so far. <laughs> it's true. So. Yeah, <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, I, I totally agree with both of you guys. Every point that you guys have made so far Uh yeah, I, I really have nothing else to add. I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. I thought, yeah, Adam, the putting the mini on that, set expectations. You didn't expect too much from it. And if on it, it exceeded my expectations. I heard mini direct. I'm like, okay, we'll hear like a little bit of things. We'll maybe get like eight to ten announcements. And we got like a bunch. Like there were, some of them were 
are pretty big. Um, maybe not the biggest, but yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I think they did that really smart. Um, it's not the first mini direct they've ever done. Um, and from what I understand, mini directs in the past have also been like kind of shadow dropped. So uh, yeah, they can, I think that's a, that's a great thing. Uh, there was a little bit of conversation around, because uh, one of the first things that the direct started with was talking about COVID-19 and how, you know, some of these release dates are going to be impacted. I think it obviously makes sense. I think they know about some of these things that were included in that that are already are going to be delayed or they kind of have a feeling things were going to, are already going to be changing from what when they made the presentation. Um, but it, at least it still gives someone some the people something to to cling on to uh, since it's been so quiet for Nintendo uh, since the start of this year really and yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I'm not sure when we'll now because last episode, even I think uh, me and you, Adam, were talking about Nintendo Direct and when we were going to see <laughs> the next Direct and we ended up getting that mini. Right. Do you think now are we going to is it going to be E3 for sure that we now hear from like, I mean, that's only a couple months away or do you think we'll get another form of a, a Direct within April and May? Um, I don't know that we'll get a direct, but with the um, sort of the, the rumors or unconfirmed news that um, Nintendo's going to kind of re-release most of their Mario titles on the Switch this year, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I don't know that they'll do a direct for that, but I think in doing so, uh, in doling out that kind of kind of content, that they can maybe at this point wait for E3 to uh, to have the rest of their big announcements. Yeah, for sure. I just got an idea. When, when was so? It's the thirty-fifth anniversary, right, of Mario. Um, yes. And so, what? I wonder what the exact date is of when Super Mario Brothers came out. That's actually a good question. Uh, the The Japanese date is known, but there is actually no consensus as to when the original game came out. Interesting. In America. I did not. I didn't know that. That's a, that very like, interesting. Kind of soft launched in certain markets, and so no one's actually been able to determine what the very first day that it was available in the U.S. was. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Just, Wikipedia, you're right. It just says quarter four, nineteen eighty five. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It did. It did launch in Japan on September thirteenth, nineteen eighty five. So I don't know if if the, the you know these are just rumors of the the Mario games all being ported over to Switch. I mean that would be awesome if it happened. Um, but I was just wondering if maybe like in April or May or we were coming up to a date that would make sense. Like this is the date we're selling. We do like a. a mario direct right like this special presentation mm-hmm. they set it up as like the 35th mm-hmm. anniversary of mario and then they come out um and can hopefully confirm these rumors and be like they're celebrating mario and then they announce like here's all the games coming to being ported over to switch and and stuff like that that would be cool but mm-hmm. um yeah we'll have to yeah, look I think at the thing then is that it's 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 more ports at that point um yeah. so we could see a little bit of pushback from the audience still wanting something new. Uh, and, and of course, <laughs> in, as part of the rumor, there's, uh, you know, the, the potential for a brand new Paper Mario game. So 
Um, you know, so maybe there is some yeah. new content to go along with it, but with it all being ports, I mean, I think it's enough to buy them time to E3. Um, but yeah, I think they kind of have to try. So I, I don't know that it, that a direct is the best way to go about announcing all of it. Um, yeah. Well, but we'll see what they I do. guess we'll see. Yeah, they're just rumors at this point. So we'll, we'll keep keep right. our ears open for that. All right. Now let's move into giving our impressions of Animal Crossing New Horizons. So I don't even know where to, to start. Uh, so obviously the game's launched. We all three of us uh, picked up the day, day it was released. Uh, I think all three of us were able to jump in like Thursday night or whatever and, and start off. Um, Mm -hmm. so as we said, the top of the show, Adam is in the lead right now. I'm actually, I need to check what your brother Steven (laughs) is because Steven probably has, he's kind of a part of our, our group chat. He's got to be close to me, I think. Yeah. Mm. He, the amount he's been talking about the game and like, I, I got to give respect to Steven because he like looking at his profile, I looked at it and he has like an absurd amount of time logged into Pokemon Sword. <laughs> like when he plays yeah. his games, like he's playing <laughs> them. So I, I respect him because I'm <laughs> yeah. so bad at like bouncing game to game that anyone who can right. do more than 50 hours is in my books is like, wow, you're a <laughs> devoted gamer. <laughs> so Adam's in the lead 90 hours. Uh, me, me and Garrett are kind of sitting similar. Although Garrett, you definitely have more done than me because I was definitely a couple days behind. I didn't get, there was a, I think the Saturday I wasn't able to play or something like that. So I'm a little bit behind you guys in terms of progression, but um, we're all relatively somewhat close by. Uh, so yeah, I guess like, let's just start off with, uh, with, let's start with you, Adam, cause you probably have the most to talk about, obviously let's, uh, what do you think? <laughs> I love it. Um, it's so good. It's, it's, it's essentially, you know, everything I thought it was going to be. And, uh, it definitely met expectations in my book. Um, there's really nothing that I I shouldn't say nothing. I dislike very little that I dislike out of the game, but it is just such a relaxing, like chill, um, just good time. You know, you just kind of, kind of live a life on an Island. Like people call it the chore simulator. And yeah, that's kind of true. And everybody likes to make jokes about Tom Nook and, uh, which I get it. You know, he's, he's still awful. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But the the game itself is just, it's great. Like they made so many like improvements and and it's just little things because, you know, you go back and you play New Leaf, um, which was really good in in its own. And it's, it's so similar, but they did just enough to it to make it, um, to just make it feel good. Like it's, it's kind of the same experience, but it's better. And I've, I've always been a big fan of the the day night season cycles, like following the uh, like your local. Yeah. And that that's something I always liked, you know, as much as I enjoyed Stardew Valley, that's something that I missed, you know, when I was playing that is that kind of real time effect that you get out of it. Um, so I like having that back, you know, because time of day season, like, all depends on what kind of things you know you can get into you know bugs uh fish 
yeah. you know, things of that nature. Season mm-hmm. obviously impacts the appearance of the game. Um, the only thing, a couple of things that kind of I don't care for is that I wish there was a little bit more to interact with. Like, the game gives you so many items um, to, to kind of into your town or your house and uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff, but like you can't really use it. Like yet yeah, yeah. you can build a kitchen, but you can't make or eat food. And you know, you can build like a game room with arcades and foosball tables and stuff, but you can't really play those. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was just as simple as pushing the the action button and watching your character like, you know, use the little buttons or joysticks or whatever on on those things or kind of holding a pan in his hand and kind of throwing it over the stove, like little things like that, that make you actually feel like you can use the stuff in the environment. Like, I think that would, that would be cool. And, uh, I wish there was a little bit more distinction between spring and summer. Um, you know, cause obviously fall, you have like things turning orange and red yeah. and pretty colors and the winter has snow on the ground and both spring and summer both seem to be just green. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, yeah. like the Easter event that's coming up. There's there's going to be some like blossoming on trees and stuff like that, and that's cool. And I kind of wish that was just all spring long. Yeah. Um. They, yeah, it's probably hard for them to like differentiate the two. Uh, it seems like from what I've looked at, like the the seasons of like the fish and the insects, like summer is going to be the time for a lot of that kinds of stuff. Like that's when yep. when, when we hit summer, we're going to be like going crazy with catching brand new insects and uh, <laughs> a bunch of new fish and stuff. So so with our Animal Crossing review episode, we're going to go into more details about talking about things like fishing, the mechanics around that, catching bugs, you know, doing talking more in more detail of what we like or don't like about actually playing the game. But what I wanted to hear, ask you Adam is there any things that stood out to you, good or bad, that like made a big impression that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, big thing for me is the inclusion of the Nook Miles, um, which are repeatable tasks that you can do, uh, which give you Nook Miles, which is kind of a form of currency that you can use to redeem um, items, recipes, and then also uh, uh, tickets that you can use to kind of fly to, like, quote-unquote, deserted islands where you can gather more resources, um, you know, find, you know, rare things or, or interesting things, uh, meet new, new, uh, potential residents for your village. Um, so I think that that's the thing for me is that it kind of gives you, once you finish all like your daily kind of normal things, uh, it gives you a way to kind of keep, um, to, to keep you playing or keep you invested. So yeah, that's a big one for me. Uh, did you want to mention anything else before we turn it over to Garrett? Um, not really. No. Um, it's just it's a lot of fun. I love customizing my house, uh, expanding my house, and just uh, living a chill life on my island. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more specifically about uh, your your I guess adventure so far with it and. Um, how you've arranged your house and because it's been a while since I've seen your island so I want to talk all about that in our review episode about (laughs) how we've laid out our islands because that's a whole discussion around that but uh, Garrett let's hear from you now what has been your impressions of the game so far yeah um, it's great there's there's 
not enough words to say how how much I love this game. Um, I've been playing Animal Crossing since the very first one on GameCube. It came out like two days before my birthday in the seventh grade, and so that was what I got that year. Love the game. Nobody I knew understood it or, or, or you know understood why I loved it so much. So I'm glad that you know almost 20 years later everyone's into it now, and so I have a lot of friends that are playing and that kind of stuff. So. Uh, yeah, it just feels like if, with every successive game, they've just taken a few little things from the last one and tweaked them and made them better and given you more stuff to do. And that's really the the thing that's always kind of made me fall off of Animal Crossing is when I feel like I've run out of stuff to do and, and I don't see that anywhere in sight. So, um, yeah, everything Adam said, I agree with. The Nook Miles is an awesome addition to give you something to do every day, even if you... Uh, you know, it's something you've done before, but you've got an incentive to do it. Um, and the, the the main thing that I'm really loving is just the ability to kind of start with a blank slate and, and mm-hmm. really build your island how you want mm-hmm. it to, to end up. And I don't, you know, none of us have, have unlocked the, uh, like the terraforming tools or anything like that yet, but just to be able to choose where all the villagers are going to live, choose where your shop's going to be and your, uh, your clothing shop and, and all that kind of stuff is really, really cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the ultimate animal crossing game. And so, um, yeah, I love it. I, I really don't have anything yeah. else to say before we, you know, get into our review episode sure, to, yeah. to really put, put in detailed thoughts, but yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. I just want to say it was a good call out to the, to the blank slate thing, just being able to start from scratch and just put everything kind of the way you want it right mm-hmm. from the, right from the get go with some limitations Mm-hmm. Uh, which we can talk about later, but you do get options to change that down the road. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat, obviously, as you guys. Like, I, it's, I'm having a blast with it. It's really fun. Uh, this has really been my first Animal Crossing game. I've played the last one I played would be on GameCube, and that was only like through a friend. Um, and so every time I went over to their place, we would play it. And I just remember being like, man, I want a GameCube because I want this game. And so I, I was really excited to lean up to Animal Crossing because it's the first time I've actually been able to get my hands on the franchise. And so, uh, yeah, I don't really have much to compare it to in terms of the previous games. So, like, some things that are obviously probably, you know, staples in the series are I'm finding them being, you know, quite impressive and fascinating whereas i'm sure to other people it's like well this has been around for a while there's it's just expected that that's in the game but for me it's like there's certain things in it that i'm just so impressed that they've been able to do i i do like the real world clock um gameplay that you were kind of talking about adam of you know because the easiest thing like you said stardew valley that's a great game to compare it to and that's probably the most recent game like this that i've played and I, I like the real world, world clock thing. That was always a fascinating thing to me about Animal Crossing. Um, now having experienced it, I like that it's, I mean, mind you, I have been at home for the last, like pretty much since it's launched. So I've been making it a, a part of my routine as of like, I wake up, um, you know, I do the things that I need to do in the morning, get that out of the way. And then later in the, the afternoon or in the evening, that's when I kind of stick to, okay, let's do some of the, the Nook Mile stuff. Let's try to catch certain fish and stuff like that. So I'm liking this kind of routine that it's, um, it helps develop. Um, you know, when you start off, obviously it's like, 
it sucks when you have to, there's certain things like, well, I got to wait till tomorrow, right? Like I want to just do it now. I'm having so much Mm -hmm. fun. I, I want, I want this. And it's like, okay, don't get greedy. Like I can, I can wait. And honestly, now that I'm at a pace where I've unlocked a, a lot of the major things, um, still have lots to go, but like I, I've got the basics down. Um, I, I, I'm really comfortable in everything. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit, uh, about multiplayer and then I'll kind of wrap, conclude my impressions here. But the multiplayer thing is kind of a bummer to me in all honesty. Like we knew ahead of time that you were going to have one Island per switch that would be shared across all the profiles on that switch. And I was excited for that. Cause it was like, okay, this is definitely going to be a game that makes Megan's going to play. And it'll be great. I can go amongst my business. She can go amongst her business when we're kind of playing separately. And then if we wanted, we could play cooperatively and have a, a good time with that. Um, now that's all true, except for the, the cooperative aspect of it is could have been better. It's honestly the most annoying part of the game, in my opinion, because it has this, basically it's this leader and follower kind of setup where, um, I will be going around my island, picking fruit, you know, gathering resources and Megan can also do that. But she, when she picks stuff up, it goes to the, like the recycle box at the resident services building. Right. Hmm. Um, so she would have to go out after collect those and hers. Um, it's really easy to switch the function of like, all you have to do is literally shake your joy cons or shake your controller and it will switch leader and follower. Um, so it's really snappy in switching back and forth. But I mean, when you're the, the follower, it sucks. Like you're picking up stuff and it just instantly kind of disappears. You have no access to your pockets. Um, even like your tool belt, uh, your tool ring, you can't bring that up. You have to like cycle by pressing like X, like to, you know, cycle through your tools and stuff. So it's Mm -hmm. like, this is annoying. Like I have to, Oh, and I, past the net now i gotta go through them all again and it's just like little things like that that i just feel like they could have done a better job at i don't know why um they did chose to do it the way they did it but yeah like it, it just and the megan's been shafted on a lot of things because whoever basically launches the game first is the primary like player for the game and so there were things that restricted her like things that Tom Nook gives you while you're while you're progressing and doing things for him to kind of help build up the island. You know, he'll give you DIY recipes for things. He'll give you certain tools um, to set you on that path of natural progression. And there, that was just not existent in Megan's game. Like, she, I basically had to, um, she had to buy all her tools herself. Um, she had, like there were certain things that just like didn't happen and it's just like man that sucks like if if there's a lot of families out there i'm sure they're sharing consoles and it's like and steven talked a little bit about it with his kid and then even you adam um your wife you ended up actually getting a switch just so you could uh guys could play separately (laughs) i guess um yeah, I, I expended my uh, my hoarded store credit to um, <laughs> to get her a switch light in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I I wish that that was the case. Um, I wish we had a second switch because it, it would be the preference over what it is right now. And I think that there's enough there to complain about in 
um, you know, and I'm not the only one. There's there's people like if you're just playing this game by yourself, you wouldn't even know this existed. But yeah, like it's a noticeable, you know, thing that I think they really could have done a better job at. Now, that being said, like the online multiplayer stuff is quite cool. Um, I like that it's fairly simple for me to just get in to you know go to your island garrett or something like that like it's mm-hmm. you know having the in-game chat like through your nook phone too is kind of cool um yeah so i mean that's really my only bad thing that i've had to talk about um i didn't really keep it brief i had to vent a little bit because it, it was a piss off it was i was taken aback by some of the how it functioned but overall like um, I got, o- I, I, you get over it, right? Cause it's like the game is so good and you have such a fun time playing that you really forgive it pretty easily. But when you're just looking at it directly, it's, it's, there's some things that could be fixed there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I wonder if that's something that they may try to patch some new features in or mm-hmm. cause it, I mean, it seems like, yeah, it's de- definitely was an afterthought for them. It was not something yeah. that they focused a lot on or, uh, you know, really tried to make work in a different way, it seems. So I, I'm I'm wondering if there may be uh, an opportunity for them to go in and kind of retool it a little bit down the line. But yeah, it's, that's unfortunate. I was kind of hoping to get my wife into it, but with the way it sounds like it works, it, I don't think it's going to be something that she's going to want to do at this point with, you know, how limited it's going to be for her. So yeah, that's unfortunate. It's all a scheme by Tom Nook <laughs> Probably. to buy more switches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've now like what we'll do is like I've been playing Xbox while Mig is playing it, and then like vice versa, she'll like jump and she's playing Skyrim right now, and I'll be playing Animal Crossing. So it's unfortunate because mm-hmm. I expected us to like fully this, you know, especially because we're stuck with each other for the this whole week you know, to just kind of like play this game nonstop, the two of us. And I feel like we really would have been able to do that if it weren't for these little obstacles put in place. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely think, I think they will patch some of these things, these little minor annoyances. Um, it would be really great if there was a, like some sort of split screen functionality, like just cut it in half. Um, even if it just shrink how, how far we can see, um, cause then we can kind of go off and do things. Cause that's the other thing. It's like, I'm like, Oh, I see a big shadow for a fish. I'm stopping to catch it. Meg keeps walking. She's the leader. And all of a sudden it's just like pop. And I just like catch up to where she is. Right. And so it's like, mm-hmm. this is stupid, right? It's not the best way to play the game. So anyways, that's some impressions of animal crossing. we're going to talk a lot more about this, um, in our review episode, you can expect more details on certain things and uh, we can kind of share our, our paths, how we've laid out our islands, um, talk about some of the uh, residents that we each have because there are those are all unique. Um, talk about some of the crazy fish we've bought. Um, talk about how Adam is a lucky bastard and <laughs> has <laughs> gotten all these great islands. I, I have been pretty lucky. I've gotten nothing. Like I've gotten two tarantulas <laughs> that I've seen on my own island. Like I, I don't know if there's some sort of like way to get these to, to trigger. But it's just like, man, I it's just a, have no luck. It's a numbers game. I just I do so many Nook miles plus tasks that I have so many points to spend that I'm just constantly buying yeah. tickets, 
And if an, if an island is junk, I'll get out of there pretty quick. And, you know, yeah. if I just keep at it, I'm bound to get something good. So, yeah, That's it's just it's just a numbers game. I just keep <laughs> spending spending miles to get good islands. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, this show is going pretty long, but that's because we've had some technical stuff. Uh, let's go into talking about what games we've been playing recently. Uh, so I'm actually going to start with you, Adam, because you, I think you, well, you've, you've already talked about good job, but you've had some other games that you've been playing too. So why don't you talk about, uh, those? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I talked about good job and talked about, um, animal crossing, which, uh, I've also played a little bit more Neo. I think I talked about on the, that on the, the last episode. I didn't uh, stream any more of it, but um, I've once Animal Crossing hit, I kind of didn't really pick it up too much, so mm-hmm. I don't have much else to talk about there. Yeah. Um, but I did play a lot of um, a, a lot of demos that came out. So with the Nintendo Direct Mini came some uh, some demos, um, or even before that too, because the Trials of Mana demo mm. came out as well and i gotta say for for one trials of mana um i did not care for i didn't make it the whole way through the demo but i just it's one of those things like it's not for me like it seems cool mm. like it has i think uh down there somewhere there's a good game but like surface level it just it felt a little janky um the the controls were not good um so I just, yeah, that's not for me. I, I've already uninstalled that game, um, which is interesting because the, uh, the original game, when they released the, uh, like the, coll- the, the mana collection and they had, uh, second and Setsu three. Beat it, but I did like playing that one. So that was, that one seemed pretty good. It's just, I don't know if it's the 3d thing. Um, movement just felt really bad. Combat didn't feel incredible. Um, I just couldn't do it. Uh, so then I also tried the, uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 demo, uh, that came out after the Direct Mini. Uh, I didn't like that one either, um, (laughs) which I was kind of surprised about because I, I hear a lot of good things about that series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I got into a battle and I'm like, yeah, I don't like this either. Like <laughs> it was kind of a weird mix of sort of um I don't know, tactical based RPGs and like classic JRPG like turn-based combat um where it is mostly just turn-based combat but your your positioning matters and AoE attacks, you know, depending on have like a certain radius so they may not hit every enemy that's kind of like in the in the battle. Uh, but it's very condensed. Like it's not like a fire emblem where you have like this giant grid or anything. It's very condensed. Um, but it's just, yeah. And there's just so much going on in it too that isn't explained off the bat or anything like that. And yeah, with enough time, I'd figure it out. But like it just, the the combat didn't seem interesting. Um, it, you know, there there seemed to be a lot of skills, you know, between each character that didn't make them feel super unique mm-hmm. um and again this is all just right off the bat too like you know once you get deeper into the game maybe there's a great game under there but like surface level you know first impressions matter and it did not make a good first impression 
Um, part of me thinks, you know, with the demo is that it's it's somewhere deeper into the game, not like real far or anything, but like to a point where you'd be outside of, you know, um, you know, tutorial areas or like beginning parts. Like it, it just kind of throws you into something. And um, yeah, I just didn't care for it. Now, uh, Bravely Default 2, on the other hand, so this, I think this is going to be a good game. I, I enjoyed my time with the demo. I didn't beat it, uh, but I also didn't feel like there was a reason for me to beat it because it is a separate story. Like, the quest that you do in the game is not going to be anywhere in uh, the game, the full game when it comes out. So it does give you a little bit of, in- of incentive, but... Um, you know, you only get four four job classes to choose from, and everyone sort of kind of has like their their archetype that the the game feels that person that character is best suited for. Like your your warrior, your monk, your black mage, your white mage, um, and that's all you know, well and good. And at the very beginning, the game was kicking my ass, and it did say at the beginning that the the difficulty was scaled up um, to to kind of give players a sense of challenge with the demo. And I'm like, man, this this is like I know they stressed that at the beginning, but this is really hard. <laughs> but I made it a little like I made it up to. I guess there's technically five classes because they start everyone as like a freelancer, and it's kind of one of those jack of all trade things. Mm-hmm. And once I changed everyone's class, because you can have a main class and a subclass, and once I got. A couple levels into the freelancer and then I started changing everyone over into like what their like main job would be for the demo. Um, I started wrecking wrecking shop and I'm like, okay, so there's now there's no challenge to the game. And I'm just like kind of one rounding these fights. (laughs) And and I'm like, yeah, I could play through the story and. And I kind of just part of it was I just wanted to go play good job at that point. Yeah. Um, so I kind of cut it because I was streaming it and I'm like, I really just want to play good job right now. So uh, so I ended up cutting it off and I, I don't know that I'll go back and finish the demo, but I do, I think, want to get the game when it comes out. Nice. That's awesome. I again, another game franchise that I don't know anything about, um, but even from what because like we got a decent look at that in the Nintendo Direct like they talked a little bit about the characters and the story and um mm-hmm. more than it was more than just like a typical trailer um and it piqued my interest for sure I think it's great that there's a demo out there so I can I think I am going to check it out for myself and um mm-hmm. yeah but it's worth it hopefully like you said that difficulty spike I can handle I'm so like I just give up like if if I can't play a game and I, I'll just like, okay, it's too hard and I'll walk away or like I'll, I'll put it in baby ass baby mode. Cause I have no shame. Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to like rip my hair out over a really difficult game when there's so many other things that I could be enjoying mm-hmm. over. So, I mean, partially why I'm not really playing Neo anymore. Cause I, I could barely even handle the first, uh, first real <laughs> chapter in that game. So that's interesting. In the original Bravely Default, um, you had a, a, a pretty good selection of options that you could kind of tweak, like how often you had random encounters and how difficult they were, how much experience you gained yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know. Do you know if that's in this one as well, Adam? I imagine they'll have it, but they didn't for the demo. Um, okay. 
So I, I kind of see them following the same trend. Again, they, they mentioned that they, I think this was kind of supposed to be like a streamlined experience. Like this mm-hmm. is kind of the way it's meant to be played. Right. But I think there will be difficult option, difficulty options, um, you know, maybe even like, uh, like the speed of the game, like two times, four times, like they have, mm-hmm. they've put in and some other games but yeah like you said in uh the original one like you could you could change your encounter rate you could change uh xp rate um things like that to kind of make your own challenge level mm-hmm. and i'd be kind of surprised if they didn't do that again here but yeah mm-hmm. for the demo they did not have those options yeah i really appreciated that in the in the original because it's like if you got to the part that you felt like you were breezing through you could just bump it up real quick and and give yourself mm-hmm. a little more challenge or if you you know, got stuck on something, bump it back down until you feel, feel like you're, you're good again. So I think that's honestly a really good thing that a lot of RPGs should kind of take a look at because I think it would welcome in a lot, a lot of new players that kind of get stuck on those, you know, don't want to grind out levels just to proceed, proceed through the game. So uh, yeah, yeah, I do hope that's that's in there. When I was playing, I think it was Trials of Mana. They, they had uh, difficulty options when you start the game. So I think there was like, basically like story mode then like easy then normal then hard and i typically mm-hmm. just choose normal on those and mm-hmm. i think at least with trials of mana i think that's one that you can change the difficulty mid game mm-hmm. uh where you, once you pick it you're not tied to it but you can't like you can't tweak it as much as you can with say like bravely default um right. so at least there's options there but um, yeah, I think the way Bravely Default does it, where you can really customize the experience, I think that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Was there any other games you wanted to to mention, or was that it? Um, I think that's it, unless I was talking about something in our group chat that I'm totally spacing on. Mm, not that I can think of. Majority yeah, of those I think that's that you mentioned then. is what yeah has been on my radar at least. Cool. Um, basically, get good job and get <laughs> Animal Crossing if you haven't done it already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you have, I like I keep telling people, I like it's hard because I have a couple friends who have Switches and I asked if they were going to get Animal Crossing and they were like, I don't know, it's not really my type of game, but I, I feel like it's very easy to say that, like knowing kind of the things you do in it. But once you kind of get in there and experience it for yourself, like I think a lot of people fine like holy crap this is a lot more fun than i expected like it's not just Mm -hmm. picking weeds and like chore simulator like the jokes are out there Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um yeah (laughs) yeah all right garrett let's hear what else have you been playing besides animal crossing yeah this is gonna be a short one for me (laughs) uh mainly just been playing animal crossing um I, I dipped into, um, I think Luke's probably going to talk about this a little bit here, <laughs> yeah. but I, uh, I, we, we all kind of got the, uh, the half-life itch a little bit with all the half-life Alex stuff coming out mm. and I've had the first half-life on my steam account for years now and never really touched it. Um, so I was like, you know what? I got this new computer. I'm going to hook it up to my 4k TV and, and get the controller set up and really, you know, give this a shot. And so I did that and I played for like maybe, I don't know, hour, hour and a half and <laughs> Uh, that is a game from the nineties for sure. Um, it's just, it just wasn't very much fun to, to someone who's used to, you know, more modern shooters and stuff. Um, I think I'm probably going to do what Luke did and just uh, skip to half life two at some point. I don't know if I'll do that anytime soon, but, um, 
yeah, that's really all, all else I played was about an hour of Half-Life. And other than that, I've really, really just been hanging out and playing uh, Animal Crossing. Um, I will give a shout out. My son has been playing the heck out of the 2D Mario games lately. So we've been doing a little bit of that. Nice. He's uh, actually been watching long plays on YouTube to kind of find out where all the secrets are. And he sees that stuff once, man, and he remembers it. And so we've been having a lot of fun just kind of just watching him play, honestly. So... Um, that's really what my game time has been. It's just been playing Animal Crossing while he plays Mario and just watching him and helping him out. So that's really all I had. Cool. That Well, that's awesome to hear that he's uh, starting to pick those things up. Um, mm-hmm. That's that age where they start like figuring out video games, and it's really cool. Um, I think uh, GameScoop was talking about this on their last episode, and they were talking about like just people being, you know, quarantined and inside with their families and trying to get their kids into games and stuff of Mm -hmm. um and hearing their stories and yeah like in this day and age it's sometimes hard to get young kids into console gaming or retro gaming because they have their um you know youtube and they have like ipad like mobile games and stuff like that so that's Mm -hmm. so cool that he's like taking an interest into that yeah he's loving it so it's been pretty cool nice So yeah, for myself, as Garrett mentioned, I have been playing Half-Life 2, the first time I've ever played any Half-Life game. Um, I am very unfamiliar with the, well, I shouldn't say very unfamiliar. I don't know a lot about the the world and everything. I do know um, the basics and I am, I, I, I play Portal, which is kind of set in the same universe and everything. So um, it's really interesting having played Portal first and now playing Half-Life 2, seeing the things that made its way into Portal or like the, the turrets and, you know, uh, the gravity gun and just the, the mechanics and the physics. It's like, wow, like I, now I appreciate everything in Portal that came from Half-Life. I, I, I now have that appreciation for what um, that series really did um when it came out but uh yeah i mean i just i i had the itch from alex and i decided well let's look at how much the orange box is and it was 20 bucks and i'm like you know what it comes with a decent amount of content there i think that's a worthy purchase and it's backwards compatible it's actually xbox one x enhanced so it looks awesome on my tv um bought it i've already beat half-life 2 and episode 1 and i'm about halfway done episode 2 so I, I've actually probably, I wouldn't say I've played 30 hours worth, but, uh, I feel the way things have been the last little while, like it, it feels an even split right now between Animal Crossing and, uh, Half-Life 2. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't know like where your guys's like knowledge is in half. Well, have you played Half-Life at all, Adam? Either of the games? I yes I I got the orange box back on Xbox 360 and uh, mostly for Portal I think yeah. it was and uh, and Team Fortress yeah um and I played I think I beat Half Life two but I didn't play episodes one or two yeah is I think I think where where I was on that I didn't play the first one though yeah that's fair um I didn't like. You say, Gary, I, I just did a recap on YouTube of just getting the story of having some understanding for when I was into two. And that was sufficient enough. Like I, 
one seems pretty simple in compared to two, like um, in terms of the story. So I, yeah, I'm just like really impressed with it. Like I'm not that I'm surprised. Like it's obviously a very well-received game. I wanted to play it also because it's like a big blind spot for me. It's a such a historical game and impacted the industry when it first came out. And, um, you know, is responsible for a lot of things that are in modern games nowadays. And so I wanted to just educate myself by playing that. And I had a lot of time on my hands and, um, I, I gotta say it's really, really good. Um, the story, I thought the story was going to be this crazy, the story's crazy. Like it's good. Um, uh, but I, I just, I guess I, going back to a game, um, like an old game like that, you, you see the, where things haven't aged quite right um but the game is quite impressive for how long how old it is um i will say that so yeah having fun with it i'm really eager to see what kind of cliffhanger episode two leaves players with um because <laughs> that's obviously the biggest meme in, in video games um is where's half-life 3 and you know people being just left with what they were left with um so i'm interested in seeing that so now i can be like okay i can understand why you guys were so upset waiting so many years and still waiting <laughs> for a conclusion on that so i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna uh, probably finish episode two tonight hopefully and then i honestly want to do a watch through of uh like with no commentary or anything of somebody playing through alex um on youtube just so i can get more of the story um i'm never gonna really probably even if it came to psvr i still don't have a psvr like i'm probably never going to play alex so I, that's a game that i would just watch um because i hear that it ends really on it has a crazy ending and stuff and um so yeah i i'm sure i'll talk a little bit more about half-life next week briefly but uh yeah i like it it's fun um i can't believe it's taken me this long to finally play it though so sorry to all those people that are are quite angry with me it's like that's great luke the game's been out for a long ass time uh <laughs> you're a little late to the game but that's what but, we sorry did you have anything i was just gonna say better late than never right that's yeah, the saying so exactly good on you yeah all right that has been what games we have been playing let's end off the show with question of the week so last week we asked you guys what is your go-to stay at home game right now because a lot of people are working from home they're basically spending all their time at home which means more time probably for video games and wanted to know what you guys were playing right now so uh, we got a couple responses here that i will read out uh so over on twitter we'll start off with at the solar solo gamer 3 says i love a game series like total war right about now just a big turn-based strategy game that you could play for hours on end and offers a metric ton of replayability. Then we got at BJ Bernardo 10. I've been moving game to game, but the one that I'm surprised is the in the mix is Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown. It's just a fun, though challenging fighter jet game that very much feels like Top Gun. So that's pretty cool. And... Over on Facebook, we got a couple responses here. So we got Harm Oosterink. Oh, I'm sorry, Harm. I, I'm butchering your last name. But Harm says, 
Farming Simulator 19 and Ghost Recon Wildlands. And then Jeremy Soderbergh says, I've been play replaying Skyrim Special Edition, which, as I mentioned, Megan's playing through that right now. So great responses, some really good games there, um, and a wide variety. It's cool that uh, there's other people, surprisingly, that aren't don't own Switches and are playing Animal Crossing because it seems like that's literally <laughs> what everyone's playing right now. So it's kind of refreshing to right. hear people playing other things. Um, so we obviously talked about what games we've been playing um, during this period, so we don't need to go over that. So let's just uh, issue this week's question. Um, so this will only be relevant to people with Animal Crossing. We wanted to know, who is your guys' favorite villager or resident on the island? Um, so there's a, a wide variety of people that you can have. I think all of us have ha have separate f residents that we started with, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, which is really cool. So they're all, some of them are very similar, um, but yeah, who is your favorite? Who's someone that you, I know I already have someone in mind that I can't wait to share with next week. So yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, make sure you respond over on Twitter where the question's posted. You can also hit us up on Facebook, just facebook.com slash games are fun podcast. And you can also email us at contact at games are fun podcast, um, with your response to question of the week. So thanks again. Also, to if I could maybe add yep. on to that question, uh, if, if conversely, if, um, you wanted to tell us a resident that you really don't like, uh, and who sure, you wish yeah. you could boot off the island? That could be that could be an interesting one yeah. to to hear as well. <laughs> and we also, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, we also, when we were coming up with this question, it has to be like one of the like residents that's living, like not like the typical Animal Crossing roster, like Annabelle or Tom Nook. Like we're not talking about characters within Animal Crossing. Like I want to know these unique people that uh, maybe some of us haven't been able to to come across yet so looking forward to talking about that next week all right well that's it that concludes uh this episode of games are fun i hope we didn't uh everything was brought up there we got a bit of a scare when we were recording uh it was showing that it wasn't recording but it could have been recording so i'm hoping that I figure that out after this. But uh, <laughs> anyways, thank you guys so much. And uh, apologies that we weren't able to get an episode to you guys last week. So you guys got a long one this week. And then you had that Animal Crossing review episode. We'll have our, our typical episode next week as well. Um, so yeah, uh, Garrett, where can people keep up with you? I'm on Twitter at LP Panther. Adam? Uh Twitter at Adam Palooza 85 and then also twitch.tv slash Adam Palooza 85. You can follow me on Twitter at Luke Allen arm. Of course, make sure to follow the podcast at games are fun pod. That's where we update what's going on with the show, uh, scheduling, you know, when the episodes are going live uh, game giveaways. So make sure you go and follow us on Twitter and facebook.com slash games are fun podcast. Um, and then if you have any comments, questions, concerns, uh, you can send that contact at gamesarefunpodcast.com. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. Uh, thanks, Garrett. Thanks, Adam. And we will talk to you all next week. See you later.